Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Post Phase and Cheesesteaks, continuing our top 10 players of 2023 rankings. Today we have NFL safeties, one of my favorites, um, having grown up, you know, loving watching safeties and D-backs play and playing the position. Um, so I'm excited to see where our, how our lists match up. Joined, of course, by lovely Timothy Mullen. How are we today on this Sunday afternoon? Uh, not too bad. I'm good. Good to see your beautiful face as usual. Yeah, I say Sunday afternoon, but whenever people listen to this, it definitely won't be Sunday because it'll probably get get uploaded in the middle of the week. But happy right, whatever I'll, day I mean, it is to you when you're listening. You got to deal with what what we got here. You know, you're not a same day kind of you know uploader now. It's you're slacking really. Well, I mean, you gotta gotta you know analyze uh, what what days are going to be best for people to listen. So, fair enough. It's like you know dropping an album. Something like that, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So I, let's let's get yeah, into it. I was it. saying this one is interesting because, like we were talking about, it's a weird position. Mm. One guy could be completely different than the other, and they play completely different games, and they could be extremely good at both the, both aspects. Um, coverage and run stopping obviously plays a big factor. Did you did you lean more to the ball hawks? You know, interceptions mean more to you, or you were you interested in tackles? You know. Maybe some sacks thrown in there. What what helped on the, your list? I let me look at. It. I mean, mine is very much more like consistency and overall like balance of talents. Like so, okay. for there's there's there'll be some guys who are like you know they excel in, in the run game, but maybe more of a liability in the pass game, or you know maybe they are a ball hawk, but they don't really provide much elsewhere type of thing. So I kind of looked for like overall, like who is bringing the most to the table um, when it all balances out. So I think some of it's fairly predictable. Uh, I think there's clear cut top five. Like, yeah, I'd say clear cut top five of like established players right now. Um, and then I'd say six to 10 is kind of, you know, your opinions, like who who you just personally, personal preference on who you would want on your team. Um, but yeah, um, some players I think, uh, maybe a little overrated. Some players a little underrated. So we'll we'll see how it shapes out. But uh, what did what did you kind of go by? Well, I mean, I definitely balanced. Uh, stat numbers always help in the passing game. Um, uh, but two guys. I, I'll start with my honorable mentions here because two guys that I think are very well rounded. Uh, they're both younger. I like mm-hmm. them both. I like them actually both. Most their scheme, their like their fit and team and just you know, what's around them might be my favorite on this entire list, which is odd because they're all mentioned, but I think the ceiling is very high on both of them. So first guy I got is Kyle Duggar, young safety in New England. Mm-hmm. He honestly, any if you play the secondary position, your defensive back, being with Bill Belichick is incredible for your your health, growth, and just potential and your bank account because the guy is a genius when it comes to secondary. He just rolls out incredible secondary players year on year. Let's them go leave for somewhere else and then just rotates a new one in. And it's always someone you've never heard of. But he uh I, I like his potential. Obviously, now that McCordy's gone, it's uncharted charted territories for that mm-hmm. secondary, but he kind of plays a similar game in my set. He's he's strong in the box in the run game, you know, playing for Belichick as a as a DB, you're gonna have to tackle. That's just kind of how he goes. Very physical in the position, but I think he's had a little um playmaking in the back end as well. But we'll see. I mean, McCordy's gone. Now the pressure's on him. We'll see how he how he holds up. And then Kyle Hamilton's my other guy from the Ravens. 
I think he's just wrapped up his rookie season, I think, or second year, maybe. Um, but he plays with the Ravens. Marcus Williams in that center field position, I think, helps him a ton, especially when you're a young guy. Mistakes, you know, that he might give up in pass coverage. Williams is usually there to, like, save it or be the least the the final um, final defender. Mm-hmm. But he's strong in the box, and I, I think they're both going to be two guys high on this list. And I like both their positions and their team and their fit right now a lot. Okay, so you got your was it two honorable mentions then? Yeah, how many do you have? Six. I do actually have six. <laughs> you are you are ridiculous. So, Does it mean anything now? Like, so, how do you have six? This no, is, okay, I, I I I split it because I was having trouble narrowing it down to like two or three. So I I did three honorable mentions who were established vets, and then I did okay. three who are up and coming, like a couple years, like one or two, three years in the league. Okay, what well, do you have like the backup safety for the Vikings on this list? You, you you're gonna have sixteen guys in total. That's a little excessive there. Yeah, that's all right. But I mean, two of them all you right. already mentioned. So my up and coming guys. So half the league, pretty much. Go on. Yeah, my my up and comers. You stole my thunder. I have uh, Kyle Duggar of the uh, New England Patriots. Like you said, great system. He's in great defensive coach. Um, not a surprise that we have a you know defensive back from the Patriots all of a sudden making a name for himself. It'd be disrespectful um, if we didn't have him on the list. We had to have at least one Patriot. Now that McCourty's out, you know, yeah. maybe he's our new guy. But who knows? You know, their seventh round pick is probably going to be awesome too. Yeah, place, I'm. Uh, in the secondary. I'm also a big fan of nerding product Kyle Hamilton. Now with the drafted mm-hmm. by the Ravens, would have liked for the Eagles to snag him up, but a year later they got Sidney Brown in the draft, and I'm very happy with what I've been seeing and hearing of Sidney Brown. So we'll see how that works out. Is Sidney um, Brown on your honorable mention list? He's not. Maybe next year. Okay. But, well, I was the way you were gushing over him. I figured this is no, why we had no, 16 I'm just, I'm just excited. He looks. He looks. Looks like the real deal. So hopefully it works out. Yeah. No, he'd be. He'd be good. I, I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward uh, to him playing. Him. I. I didn't really know much about him in college. And then the other guy I've heard is making some noise. The Evans dude, the one that was like hurt forever and oh yeah was a backup of the Bucks. And I've heard his name quite a bit from camp. Uh, never knew. Never heard his name once before the Eagles picked him up, but we'll see. Hey, Kayvon's been playing guys. a lot. Kayvon's been playing a lot of first team and preseason and stuff, so we'll see what. I mean, it'll probably oh, be Blankenship and somebody else. I'm still not super high on Blankenship, so we'll see how he does. But... I'm not really high on uh, Kayvon too much. I think he we've seen yeah, what yeah, Kayvon is. The fact that he's taking first team reps is more concerning than promising, but we'll see. All right, but go my, uh, my final up-and-comer, uh, which since you didn't mention him, I'm guessing he's on your list, but – uh. And and I'm gonna butcher his name because I don't know how to say it, but uh Talanoa Huafunga from the Niners. Wow, I think, really already. Yeah, yeah. I think uh I mean he's going into his third year. So we've been in the league for two years. And I mean, we saw Jimmy Ward was better than him when he was with the Niners, and Jimmy Ward just left for the Texans. And they had a pretty damn good secondary, obviously a really good front seven. So do I Give him a little bit of a knock, sure. Is that fair? Who knows? But I think, uh, you know, if he puts up the same numbers again with some change in that secondary and continues to be, you know, he, he's gotten better every year. So if he, if his, if he improves again well, this yeah. year, then, yeah, he'll jump up in my list. But I, just outside So a couple it. things that I don't get. Like, first off, he's this, this past season in the United was already better than anything Jimmy Ward had by far. I mean, the guy was an all-pro. He was incredible. He was all over the field. I uh, Sure, I'll listen to your argument that, the Niners had an incredible defense, but him not being in your top 10 is insane. Mm-hmm. And from the sounds like he's like, what, 14, 13 on this never-ending honorable mention list? 
he, he like he's got the sway. It's the name. It's like the hair. Like 12, the way he plays. Troy Palomaro like reincarnated. Yeah, I know. They, I, that's, I've been hearing that, but I'm like, we saw it for one year. Let's let's see. You know, some continued right. success here. All right. Come I don't want to. I don't know how you can you can crown someone a Troy Palomaro replica after one really good season, but. It's the hair. It's the hair. That's exactly what it is. The, uh, you know, the long, confusing last name in the hair. I mean, he basically is his brother. He just so happens to play like him, too. Yes. Anyways, and then, um, like I said, I, then my other honorable mentions, I have uh, Micah Hyde just can't stay healthy, but huh. phenomenal guy when he's healthy. And then uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson um, obviously played with the Eagles last year, and I was with the Lions. I think he's explosive. Obviously, we saw that with, you know, tied for the league in, in uh, interceptions. Um, and then this guy was tough because he's been so good for so long, but I don't know. I just – he's still consistent. He's still really talented, but I just think the other guy's slightly more younger, a little more – I don't know. Just it's, – it's just hard to say. But Harrison Smith. I have just he's at eleven, just outside the top ten. But that is right my long long winded honorable mentions. So I yeah, that, that felt like it was never gonna end. But I'll, I mean I'll ship all the... my participation trophies after them uh, after this episode. So yeah, well, yeah, I hope you're using the DHL or something. Um I you know, I quick little recap on that never ending uh list. Uh Hafunga in your honorable mentions is insane, but we'll get to that later. Uh, the young guys obviously I agree with. I'm gonna roll right into my number ten here because mm. I have Gardner Johnson as well. Okay. No, no disrespect on the veterans. You know, the Harrison Smith is probably on the decline. Micah Hyde actually, I'm surprised because he seems like one of your boys. I have him on my list. Okay. Uh, even though he's been injured, but we'll see. Um, so I had Gardner Johnson here. He was the tricky one. Like, you know, he he had one good year. Really, if you look at it, he wasn't bad with the Saints, but he played one year as safety and suddenly his numbers skyrocketed. He was also in an incredible defense. Um, But at the same time, he led the league in interceptions. You know, he had his opportunities. He just made the most of them, I think, is more of the the best way to describe his system, uh, his season. The Eagles were always up a lot. They were always going to pass. You know, their defensive line created pressure constantly they were always going to be tough you know tough throws to make or you know less time to cover but there's plenty of players you would put in that same situation they're not getting six interceptions so i'll give a hat tip to Gardner johnson the fact that he did it in what 12 games he played is even more impressive he tied for the league lead in interceptions and missed i think was five games it's yeah it's insane yeah he would have good he would have had this the lead easily uh but i mean there's also the unknown like I said, the first year at safety, he didn't look like this player with the Saints. I like him in the Lions system. I think they have a nice up-and-coming defense. Um, so I am I have him in the top 10 because I'm leaning towards him doing it again than I am uh, thinking it was a one-year wonder. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I um, he like you said, he's kind of hard because he did kind of jump out on the scene. Um, and that's where I was like having trouble with, uh, you know, Funga because it's like how much of it was he was put in a great system, good coaching. I mean, you know. I don't know. Hofunga gets he plays he plays so well in all aspects of the game. Gardner Johnson's main main draw was his interceptions, you know, leading the league, which I think is a big byproduct of the Eagles being up by thirty and teams passing and the pass rush. But 
I mean, the, I mean, the other argument, you know, he was in a contract year last year. Maybe he chose the, the ball then, but now he's in another contract year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see another big year. So I'll mm. give him credit for it and put him at 10. All right. So I'll roll into my number 10. Um, one thing you mentioned off the rip was, you know, how we're kind of evaluating these players. And you're like, well, are some, uh, you know, tackling machines, are they good coverage guys? So I don't know how high you have him, um, but I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. I got Buda Baker okay. here at number 10. Really? Yeah, this I'm is... just I'm just not. So you're going to have Hafunga outside your top 10 at Buda Baker at number 10. Yeah, I. Who uh, do you have in this like top five of yours that you said was so easy to come across? <laughs> oh, you got oh, okay. We'll see. I don't know, man. I just every year I just hear how good Buda Baker is, and I'm just like, he's just attacking the machine. Like I don't the the interceptions are never really there. I mean, he's more of a bot. Like he'll come down in the box and make you know tackles and stuff. But like I just I don't know. It, it's he doesn't do much for me. You know, doesn't do much for you. Okay, interesting. And then he wants to be the you know highest paid safety in the league and this and that. And I don't even think he's worth being the highest. But uh, I think you're being a little too critical. Like you know, sure he doesn't have a ton of interceptions all the time, but it's again, like I said, there's different ways of being really good at this position. I don't think you can. Sure, but I mean, he's got seven guys. career interceptions in seven years of playing in the NFL at safety. Yeah, and he. Yeah, he has pretty much like five seasons of 100 tackles, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a tackling machine, but like, I've I've noted he also misses tackles. He also, you know, can be a liability. Well, you know, 111 tackles, like he is, you're bound to miss a couple. I don't know. I, I just I think he's a little overrated. I think he's a great player. I think he's he would start on mo- like most, if not all, teams. But I just I think there are nine safeties that I would rather have personally. So my number nine will probably surprise you then. So, oh boy, you're just you're probably flipping my list upside down. <laughs> All I don't right, think so this guy, I don't think my next guy's on your list, but we'll see. I'm going with a guy on a new team this year. Um, one that you mentioned with Baker wanted to get paid, and he got paid. Okay, um, he was always solid. I don't think he didn't have his best year this past season, but I give he's a hell of a player, and he was a big part of that resurgence in that Bengals defense. So uh, I think, listen, he's going to a train wreck of a, Nine? Of a team. Yeah. If you're going to put Buda Baker at 10 and Hufunga at, at honorable mentions, you're Jesse, insane. Jesse Bates is not Jesse coming Bates off a bad year nine? or a good year. Oh, boy. Tell it's going okay. to be a hell of a list. <laughs> I'll give you this. He's probably coming off as arguably one of his worst years of his career. He just wasn't as effective as he normally is. Two, he's going to a terrible defense. Granted, they're making improvements, but. This defense sucks. He is going to be in some tough water right away. His outlook's not looking as great. I liked him in the Bengals system. He did a lot to really breathe new life in this team, but I don't know. Is he still going to be as good as he was in in Cincinnati and Atlanta after he just had a bad season and, you know, he's in a bad system? I don't see it. All right. I mean, it's your list. Whatever. I, I I just think if you know you're gonna put the slander on Buda Baker and Hafunga, I don't know. I, eventually, we weren't gonna agree on someone. I don't know, but I'm go just... ahead. Who's your number nine? So my number nine. Um, let's see. Three-time Pro Bowler. 
Uh, he's actually been in the league for quite a bit now, but I feel like he uh, he played for the Lions for a while and wasn't getting a ton of publicity. Came over to Seattle, and he's been consistent his whole career. Um, you know, I got a guy named Quandre Diggs here, number nine. I got no issue with that one. I, I knew okay. you were going to have him on your list. Okay. I actually, he was number 10 up until three minutes we uh, before we did this, and I switched him with Gardner Johnson. Mm. Um, I do like him a lot. He's 13. I didn't have six honorable mentions like you, but he's right there. So this is one we're, we're at peace with. So I'll okay. let you continue. Yeah, I think he's a he's a do it all safety. Um, I, I he, you can put him in the box. He can cover deep. Um, Crushes you know, he had, people. Yeah, yeah. Good, good tackler. Four very, interceptions. Very violent. <laughs> very uh, Legion of Boom esque. Um, yeah. Seventy one combined tackles this year. You know, QB hit. A uh, couple tackles for loss. You know, I think he's been quietly really really consistent really good i mean and he doesn't miss games really he made, he had one year true. actually no he got when he got traded he played he still played in 15 games um but yeah, he's, he's past few years he's been great and three straight pro bowls so i think uh i think he doesn't get i think he, i think he made the top 100 this year um but i think past yeah, years a, you know he's on, he's on the edge especially yeah. with like safeties he's like right there on top 10 um i could have seen him two spots higher two spots lower, you know, than where we have him. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I have no problem with that. I think he's very good. He's also fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go All right. and see your number. number so eight, my number then. eight. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to wait too long for me to educate you on why your idiotic list makes no sense. So I'm going to go with my number eight is I'll try to pronounce his name even better than what you did. Talanoa mm-hmm. Hafunga. See, like it's easier to say his name correctly when you're not disrespecting it. You know, I, mean, give him I had him at like respect. I had him like top thirteen. You had him at eight. It's not that far off. It's, uh, it's five spots. Okay, nearly yeah. half of our top ten list. Though, wow. just saying, um, he could he could have been higher on my list to be fair. But I agree with the the only thing I probably agree on was you saying he's in an incredible defense with good coaching. I like Demico Ryan's a lot. He's gonna be great for Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, that defense is obviously loaded. Um, so I think that definitely helps him. This was his first year of doing it. I think he's got a very bright future. I think he's going to get better. He's my guy next year that is top five. I know it's not a huge jump from eight to top five. I mean, it's him and then Duggar and Hamilton, but he, I think, is the best player out of all these young safeties. And he's a do it, do it all, you know, kind of player. Five tackles for loss, two sacks, he had four interceptions. He, you watch the game too. Like if you watch a Niners game, he is everywhere. Just mm-hmm. constantly making plays. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think this was not a one-off. Gardner Johnson, maybe. I'm confident that he's still going to put up a good year, but Hafunga is not a one-off. He is going to be dominant. We'll see. Like I said, I just need to see, I just hey, better, see another year of it. Better then, to be a year early than a year late like you. I mean, do your thing. But uh, so my number eight, um, this, and this is the guy that you you fight pretty tooth and nail for in our past episodes. Um, he was tough to rank, but I'm honestly, you know, looking back at his stats from this past season, uh, first first year on a new team, um, you know, from his uh, turn to his hometown, he actually had a really good season. Um, didn't make Pro Bowl, but I mean, his numbers were were consistent with what he's been doing in his career, and his combined tackles were actually a career high. But I have. 
Pyramithayu here, the honey badger, at uh, number eight on my list. First, first, year in, gotta... first year in New Orleans, I think he did really well. I mean, I was I thought he would be on the decline a little bit after leaving the Chiefs. Seemed like no teams, seemed like maybe a couple teams wanted him, but didn't want to give him a huge contract and ended up balling. Yeah, playing well, he's well definitely a little older. He's He's got some injury concerns. Yeah, I just think he, a lot of people were thinking he was, you know, going to be on the decline, but the numbers kind of proved, you know, he was still there. Still, you know, three interceptions, um, at a you know, fumble recovery, forced fumble. You know, he's getting after, had a couple tackles for a loss, a couple QB hits. Like I said, and his tackles were up there with what he's been doing the last five years. So um, I think a lot of people were expecting a downfall of him and he ended up still balling out. So I'm not, not too concerned with no, it. No, listen, no, no disrespect there, because I, uh, I actually also had Tyron Matthew here. I okay. had like, I wanted to play it out. I didn't want to jump in and like, you know, immediately be like, we agreed here, because I'm still very concerned about your list. So I don't really want to celebrate anything that we have too closely, because I think your top five is gonna just enrage me. But I, I agree with a lot of things you said, Tyron Matthew. Definitely a guy who's on the decline. Or maybe I shouldn't even say decline. He's just older. He's been around the league longer. He's just, he's, he we've seen his peak. He's, he's evening now. Yeah, we've seen this peak. But I, I think it's maybe because he's not on a sexy team anymore. You know, I think you're, you're right. I mean, I don't think his play was too far off of what he was doing in Kansas City. It just no. his team wasn't winning and they weren't going to the Super Bowl. He played for a middling, average, boring team that no one cared about. True. Um, I think the Saints have a little more juice than they did last year. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I think they'll be able to win some more games. So maybe he gets a little more attention. Uh, but yeah, no, I have Tyron Matthew here. Just he's like that reliable, steady, almost the Devin McCourty, Harrison Smith type player nowadays in his uh, career. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair comparison. Like the Devin McCourty's of the world, and he'll be. He's just hit that role. He's very consistent. We know his. We know he's going to show up every week, and he's, you know, he's a leader, in an odd way. It's very funny, like to see. Because remember when he was coming out of college and he was the honey badger and there was all that drama about him off the field and whether he's yeah. going to grow up he's mature. And like, he's like actually like a very veteran leader. He kind of was a leader in Kansas City, but now I think he's really taken on that role in New Orleans just from the way he like kind of operates now and the way he yeah. plays. Yeah. So nice. Some people grow up, some people don't. That's true. I think, yeah, right, I think so he's, he's, he's done well though. Yeah. So I had, teams. of course, I had Matthew at seven. Okay. Um, Line number six. Well, I didn't do or, my seven, sorry, so number, yeah, yeah. Apologize, I skipped you here. <clears throat> Let's see, my number seven. Uh, so I, you mentioned his teammate already, um, and I think last, you know, I, I don't. We had problems with our uh, our episode last year. I don't think it actually got posted, um, but we did do the top safeties episode, um, and I said this in that one or the one before that. But uh, Jordan Poyer, I think, is slightly better than Micah Hyde. Um, so I have Jordan Poyer here at number seven. I mean, super consistent. Um, you know, he doesn't really miss too many games. I mean, he was a little injured last year, but like Micah Hyde missed the majority of that season and he helped keep the glue together. He helped, um, keep the defensive secondary to, you know, getting into the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, they got not too far, obviously, but, um, I think, you know, he, he still has been, really good his numbers have dropped off a little bit but i mean last few years pro bowl and an all pro in the last two seasons so i think uh we'll start to maybe see a decline but going into this year i think he'll still have 
a really good season. Hopefully Micah High is healthy as well, and they'll both get back yeah. to that, you know, top safety tandem in, in the league. So, but yeah, I got Jordan Poirier at seven here. Fair enough. I uh, I think I must have misspoke earlier because, like I said, this list was very fluid, very tough. I actually don't have Micah Hyde in my top ten. He was you mentioned and I slid him out. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, I like Micah Hyde. I actually like Micah Hyde more than I like Jordan Poyer. Okay. Um, nothing against Poyer. You know what the problem with those two is? Is like I just they're both so good and they play next to each other. I feel like I downgrade them both off of the fact that they play with each other. Okay. And yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just like you kind of forget about them because not one of them is there just to shine. They kind of shine together. And then you wonder, uh, is this just a, a tandem thing or are they like really both this individually good? So, and the so other thing gonna, with Bills is... Uh, so you're going to punish the Bills safety, but when I punish Hufunga because he's playing on an elite defense, you're going to give me crap for it? No, 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 no. Completely different situation. I'm punishing what? the Bills safety because they're, they're both safeties. They play exactly the same position. I don't think the Bills defense is really all that's cracked out, you know, to be like, White's been hurt, not the same. The de- the pass rush is okay. Von Miller yeah, didn't get to play the whole season. Back. But, I mean, like, the Bills' defense as a whole is kind of disappointed more than, you know, lived up to expectations. I think they're the best players on the Bills' defense. I think they take most of the credit for being good. I'm not saying they're a bad defense, but they're not, like, this elite one that everyone thinks they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think part of it is they've been a disappointing team for the last couple of years. And the defense has burned them a couple of times. You know, I feel like the reason they got Von Miller is because they didn't have a guy in their defense just make that big play. Oh, he Poirier made such McHider. a difference when they lost him for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, the, I know. The defense changed. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, before even before he got there, I felt like they were always lacking this player to make the big play. Hyde and Poirier, again, very good, very solid. But I think that the sum of those two parts are better than the two individuals away from each other. I think they both make each other look better than they actually are. Um, I think... You know, they're not the Von Miller type player that mm-hmm. makes the big play when they need it. I think that's why they got Von Miller and paid a ton of money on a big contract. But, you know, we digress. That's a different position, different episode. So that's my little piece on the Bills safeties because, you know, spoiler alert now, I don't have either of them on my list. Mm. Uh, but I'll roll right into my number six. Another yeah. young guy. He just finished up his second year in the league, I think. Or no, third, maybe. Um I think he's like 24, 25, but he's already super dominant. I mean, he kind of kicked the door in as soon as he got there. You know, Jason Hayward effect and all. Winning a Super Bowl his rookie year. You know, what a year. What a way to introduce himself. Wow. Even more impressive. Number six. How about that? Look at that. And you know what? He's like, if you don't see him play, but I think he plays really well. You just look at his PFF scores. Uh The guy was the top rated pass rusher and the second in run defense for safeties. Mm -hmm. Like, that is very, very, very old school style safety. Yeah. Consider how big he is. It's kind of, he's more of a Buda Baker type player. Yeah. yeah. I think Booker's, or, um, Buda Baker's Booker. grown a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's grown a little bit in the passing defense. Uh, but I like Antonio Winfield a lot. I think he's going to get keep getting better. Um, yeah. He's got that like in the box safety mentality and skill set already. Yeah. So I also have, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. at number six. I'm sure his father's proud because he definitely, you know, listens to our podcast. So he's he's pretty happy of that course, he's on there. Of course. This um, is a big moment for him. He should be a proud dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's good good trajectory from him. I mean, coming fourth in AP defensive rookie of the year voting, then you make a Pro Bowl in your next year. Um, then the year after that, you could sit, you know, still good numbers, but just missed a Pro Bowl. But um 
and he's still out there with 80 tackles. You'd like to see maybe a couple more interceptions, but like you said, he he's kind of all over the field. You know, put him in the box a lot. Um, phenomenal run stopper, phenomenal tackler. I think he only missed yeah. like three three tackles or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think he's a good young up and coming player. I, the the Bucks they're a weird team because they have a lot of young talent on defense. It's just like, who's your quarterback? Is anything going to happen on all? their offense? Is getting a little older, but. Yeah, we'll see how they play, but yeah, they got some good pieces for sure. Fair enough. Um, I I agree with them. We're you know oddly on the same same rank. It's there. Probably the last now time the, we'll be on the same page. You're right about that. So rolling into my top five, the way I kind of had this because, like I said, Winfield reminds me a lot of this player, and, and it's the way they play. It's that in the box, run stopping, pass rushing. You know, almost the Jamal Adams type of skill set we've seen before. Uh, I went with your man, Buda Baker. Hmm. The guy, the guy can play. I mean, I I agree with you. He's definitely strong in the one aspect of safety. He's not. I don't think he's bad in pass coverage. Um, I think his defense sucks in general. So I don't. I you know I don't think he's a guy that really has to. You know, when your team's constantly down, they're going to run the ball a lot more, and that's probably how, where he gets all these tackles. But that's him coming down to the box, being a you know good tackler, and probably the best tackler on that entire team. But he's been consistent. He's got a ton of awards. I think he's like a three-time, two or three-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. He's he needs to leave the Arizona Cardinals. That's what he needs to do. I'd he love to see him to. outside of that team. I mean, because it's not like yeah, they're a train wreck now. But like I've never really the Cardinals aren't a very good team. They haven't been a very good team pretty much since he's been there. They've had that one cute year, but outside of that, there's really nothing to be proud of. I'd love to see him in a different team. See him used in a better way with some more talent around him. And see how it would be, you know, deployed. But uh, we'll see. It doesn't seem like he's going anywhere, unfortunately, for the NFL. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I just think Buddha, little little overrated. I think there's some issues with his game, but I don't hate him at number five. I just think that's that's his peak. But anyways, my number five is a guy. Uh, you wanted to take a poop on uh, Mr. Jesse Bates here, number five. Really? Okay. I forgot you had him there. And listen, nothing against him. I, I Before you go on, t- on a whole rampage, I just think he's coming off one of his weaker seasons, and I do not like his outlook with the Falcons. Their defense still sucks, but go on. I mean, just two years ago, he was on the all-pro team. Um, That's true. And, you know, he had – 100 tackles in three straight seasons. Sure, he's had a little bit of a drop-off the last two years, but he was part of bringing Cincinnati defense back to life. I mean, he was an important piece. He was a leader on that team. And now he goes to the Falcons. Like you said, they're not great, but they are put. They have a lot of young players on that secondary now. Um, uh, you know, they couple, all suck. That whole defense well, sucks. Well, we'll, we'll, they, they, gotta, they all suck. Terrell, Terrell's pretty solid, but yeah, they have a really the, good the young corner. The team is terrible. Um, they got the corner from Detroit. Maybe he'll have a nice little rebirth. You never know. But wouldn't count on that. But I like uh, the trade. But you know, we're stretching here. Sure, but I, I just think you know, uh, over the years he's been consistent. I mean, he doesn't really miss games. He's played in. Uh, where did the stats go? He's played 16, 16, 16, 15, 16 games. So he's only missing maybe one, two games a year. Um, I, I hear you. Yeah. And no disrespect to him. Like, don't get me wrong. He, I agree. Burrow, uh, Mixon to an extent, like Chase, Higgins, those guys push the 
were part of the offensive side of pushing the Bengals to the next level. Trey Hendrickson, um, Jesse Bates, like uh, Logan Wilson, those guys I think were extremely important in pushing this team defensively to the next level because the, the whole team is really good. They're Super Bowl contenders. You have to be good on both sides. But mm-hmm. most of your things you were saying, like his best season is all pro was two years ago. The Bengals I, started getting good sure. two years ago. Sure. He's like, I agree with that. Two years ago, he was top five safety easily, but last year was not his best season. And I don't think he's going to be putting up the numbers he was doing with Cincinnati and this Atlanta defense. And I had him, I have him a slot ahead of Winfield Jr. Because they're somewhat similar mold of players where they kind of can be all over the field. And I mean, Jesse Bates had 80.3 run, run defense grade um, from PFF. So pretty damn good. Um, yeah. And he had three games in, in 2022 where his, his PFF grade was over 89, which is as good as anyone in on their rankings. So, like I said, maybe yeah. sometimes, you know, there's I, I did see him get beat a couple times in some of the games I watched, but, like, he'll come back and he'll make a play to make up for it, you know. But I, I think talent-wise, we'll see what happens with the Falcons. But talent-wise, I think he's got that top five safety talent. I mean, I agree. But what you're saying, like, he's good in the run support, and he is. I think he's good in pass coverage, too. But... You know, 71 tackles this year. Like, his impact, I think, was down. Tackles for loss on one, uh, you know, from what it normally is. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is going to uh, rejuvenate this terrible Atlanta Falcons defense. Maybe <laughs> he's going to keep being the usual Jesse Bates that he always is. Um, but we'll see. Um, moving to my number four. So, we always, different positions, me and you always have, like, that guy that's ours. We stick to him. I don't think I've really ever had a safety guy, but you've easily had a safety guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to you, as most of your guys usually just fall apart, you know, shortly after you tell me how great they are. But Kevin Byard at number four just keeps balling out, mm-hmm. never misses any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played all full 17 this year. Um, he had uh, four interceptions. The guy is an absolute ball hawk. But also managed to do that with 108 tackles, which was nearly the best of his career. Mm-hmm. When you got a guy that's a complete ball hawk like him, and he's one of the best interception guys in the league. I mean, you know, he led the league with eight, and just have four, five, one down year, and then five, four. You know, his career guy can still play. Titans suck, but him and Simmons <laughs> are a nice duo. Um, yeah, honestly, I think like they're both so dominant in their position, and they both play so well off each other. They, you know, that's probably all they need, and that's definitely all they have. So. I like Bayard. I'm sure you have him a little higher, but I figured I'd uh, save save your moment of salivation for later. I, I I will say I am I am uh, happy to hear you admitting defeat that I was right about Kevin Bayard when you were listen when you do it once once every blue moon I have to at least <laughs> I have to at least like pay respect. It rarely happens, so I you know when it does, the, I want to give you credit. I think the first year we did it, I had him at number three, and. Uh, you had him at like 10 or nine or something. And like you and Mark yeah. were like, what the fuck is this guy smoking? That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, yeah. I had him at um, last year. I had him at number one, actually. Yeah, I remember. That's I why I was so that, mad. That's why I was here, so yeah. mad that we couldn't get the episode uploaded. Cause I was like, I finally, <laughs> can, I finally had my time to shine and, and it's, we had technical issues. So I was like, man, poor Dakota, nothing, <laughs> nothing describes <laughs> you better than having your real moment last year. But I gave you your moment. Listen, I gave you, you did, the yeah. credit. That I probably should have given you last year, but you know, it is what it is. So go on. I'm sure he's not on your list yet, but give me your number four. I hope he'll be there shortly. But oh, I know. 
Um, this was a guy I really didn't know where to put because he he could be number one, but then I saw last year and it was kind of a struggle at times for him. I mean, he um was kind of getting exposed in coverage. He gave up uh, a lot of passes. Um, and something that's interesting that I, I I was thinking about is how much of that is because his teammate, a cornerback, Pat Sertain, is the locking down receiver. So now he's kind of being forced to cover more of the, the main guys. So I got Justin Simmons here, number four. I think he, coming off a not so awesome year from his standards. Um, I mean, he led the league in interceptions. Type he did, three, but, I but mean, he was career lay, low in touch, in, uh, not touch, <laughs> career low in uh, tackles. Um, no QB hits this year. Uh, I mean, he was down in tackles for loss. I just think overall, I mean, he also missed some time, so that, you know, doesn't well, yeah. help, but I, I just mean, think he played, I'm over here talking up Gardner Johnson, but he only played six game or 12 games as well. And I, I, I had him at number three. I have him next okay. actually. So, okay. but yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, yeah. It's just tough to grade. I mean, cause you know how good he can be, but I just, based on what I was seeing last year, uh, I mean, he just wasn't up to his standards. Well, I don't think so. I mean, his standards, he still led the league interceptions with six in, you know, 12 games. I think the, the other thing you can't ignore is that that year for the Broncos was so terrible. I know that the offense got most of the blame, and as they should, because Russ was awful. If you listen to Sean Payton, apparently Nathaniel Hackett is a combination of Satan and, uh, you know, Mr. Magoo, because he's the dumbest, evil, most worst person on the planet, according to Sean yeah. Payton. So... The offense deserves a lot of the brutal criticism they got, but the defense didn't play well. The whole team sucked. There was just nothing good about that team. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Pat Sertain was locked down. I think that helps Justin Simmons and hurts him, like you touched on yeah. already. But at the same time, the six interceptions probably is nice when you have a lockdown corner that no quarterback's going to try. Yes, so it's like a, yeah, it's a flip of a coin. But I, my thing and also yeah, is and, like, go ahead. But, like, this is the same argument because in a weird way, I mean, Simmons just has more of a pedigree. And the weird way I'm comparing C.J. Uh, Gardner-Johnson with Simmons in the fact they both played 12 games, managed six interceptions. Sure, they had, like, you know, an advantage in, you know, Gardner-Johnson played on an incredible team that was up by 30 points every game. And, you know, the pass rush was so good. Justin Simmons on the other side was playing probably best, probably with the best cornerback in the league that no one was trying. And you know, was put in more cover situation because his team sucked, his defense sucked, everyone sucked on that team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he's steady, he's solid. I could agree with you, he probably didn't have the best year, even though the interception numbers were up, but the team was so terrible. I think it's hard to really get on him for that. Sure, but I mean, they still have one of the better secondaries in the league. Um, I was saying how... himself. Yeah, I mean, I was saying how Jesse Bates had those eight uh, three games where he was 89 performance grade um, or better. And Justin Simmons had on the other side four games where he was under 50 performance PFF performance grade. So, like I said, he yeah. was a little inconsistent. Again, there was some injuries there. Um, and like I said, maybe it's because there was, you know, a hoopla coach over in Denver. I think he'll return. That's why I still kept him, you know, fairly high. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just just a slight knock. I think last year I had him at three. Yeah. So just just a slight knock. I think his interception numbers save him. Maybe you know we're I'm I'm pushing up one stat too much. Now, yeah, if 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 the Broncos still suck and this defense is still terrible and he's still you know a little rough and and inconsistent, then yeah, I'd probably drop him quite a bit. But 
give them the benefit of the doubt. And again, I mean, Bradley Chubb got traded off in like the, you know a couple weeks into the season. There goes their yeah, best pass a, rusher. He's a weird player. Help. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what you get. But all right, so that's my number three. Who was your three? All right, so my number three, and uh, again, I, I this is more of just a little bit of opinion, a little bit of preference. And if you have him one or two, I will not fight you on it. But can't argue, four time All Pro. Um, weird trade where Miami didn't want him and shipped him off to Pittsburgh, but boy, has he produced for Pittsburgh. So I got Minka Fitzpatrick here, number three. Um, again, with that six interceptions, like you said, tying the league lead. Um, also had a touchdown. He always, every year, somehow is getting, he's got four career touchdowns. It's pretty crazy. Playmaker. Playmaker. Yeah. He's, that's the thing. Like he's, you know, he's not, <clears throat> he's always around the ball. You know, maybe he's not as great, um, you know, run stopping, maybe he's not as great um in some other aspects, but man, coverage and making plays, that's the guy you want. So I'm sure you'll get into it. I don't know where you have him on your list, but my number three guy, uh Mick Fitzpatrick. I think past years have been a little too harsh on him, but he's proven every year he's a he's a baller. So not wrong about that. Yeah, no, I do have him coming up in a little bit, so I'll okay. save that one. Uh, but I'm gonna roll into number two. He, this guy mm. is the personification of what we were talking about with some safeties are really good in the box. You know, they pass rush, they tackle on the run support. And then there's other safeties that are really good at pass coverage that can play that center field that can, uh, you know, be the last line of defense and cover guys one-on-one. So this guy is the only thing, I mean, now I'll give him credit because I think the first year we did this, I disrespected him, but he's put together a couple consistent seasons yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, the safety position I haven't historically done too well on no, prediction wise. So I had to keep it th- safe this year. So I just went with like solid, I know they're going to be good kind of safety nets. But uh, yeah, so Derwin James is number two here. Um, again, the guy who stats, stuffs the stat sheet two picks, uh, two forced fumbles, four sacks. He had 115 tackles, five tackles for loss. Like it's just kind of crazy. Like those numbers, some of those numbers were the best for you know, these other guys that are on our list. And yeah. he just does it all. He's so good. He stayed healthy. He's been a pro bowler last year. That was two the years. key. Yeah, that's the key. He, honestly, he's going to put his name in the defense player of the year conversation mm-hmm. if he keeps this up. Now, my number one, I mean, you brought his name up right already. So, I mean, if you're okay with me stealing your thunder, I'll roll right into that and explain sure. to you why you have him at three. It sure, just makes no sense. It. This way, I'll get mine out of the way so you can have your very intimate moment with Ky- Kevin Byard, wherever you have him on this list. Mm-hmm. But I also, uh, Derwin's at two, Minka's at one. Minka, like like you said, six interceptions. Let me tie the league lead in it. That's always going to get you noticed. He's always been a playmaker um, since he's got to Pittsburgh. Guy is, just keeps getting better. He this arguably might be might have been his best season yet. And you're talking about a guy who I think you can say is not there yet, but he's on his way to Ken at this point. You know, he's three time all pro or three time Pro Bowl. He's only twenty six, but if he keeps this up for another five years, if he keeps playing at this level, I mean I think it's he's a lock. But the guy's so so exciting to see. I mean, he he does it all too. He, you know, he's kind of all over the place. He's more, he's more of an impact player in the pass coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's pretty much the definition of what a safety should be. And just so consistent, so smart. I mean, 
talking about like there's a lot of Nick Saban DBs in the league, but he is the guy that knows how to play the position really well. You know, he's smart dude. He's like the leader on that team. He's all over the field. Um, but I mean, there's a couple guys in the safety list you could switch in and out depending on what year it is. So I got Minka at one, Derwin at two. All right. Yeah, like I said, I kind of had a feeling going into this that you were going to have Minka at number one. Um, he's he's hell of a player. He is. He is. He's a difference maker for sure. Um, kind of crazy. And, and, and going off of not knowing safeties very well, I remember that trade for um, Minka to the Steelers and thought it was such a bad move. Yeah, I, I thought the Pittsburgh was going to regret that immediately. To be fair, it had nothing to do really with Minka Fitzpatrick. More to no, do with it just didn't make just sense lost. at the time. Well, the thing is, Big Ben just got hurt for the rest yeah. of the season, and you're trading your first round pick. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's like, dude, that could be a top five pick next year. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if that's a smart idea. Uh, yeah. You know, it just seemed odd to lose your franchise quarterback, face a very tough year, and then trade away your first pick for a safety position that. I don't know, but go on. So it does does pay me a little bit that my uh my buddy here is number two and not number one again. But I have Kevin oh, Byard. Okay. Kevin Byard number two. Um I mean he hasn't missed a single game in his entire career. He's led the league in interceptions since he got into the league with twenty seven. Um, yeah. you know, you're talking about ball hawk and minka. I mean, Kevin Byard is just as equally a ball hawk. Um He's getting a little older, but I mean, he's still super consistent. So over, um, you know, close to, I think it's 75 solo tackles, but over a hundred combined um, group, like, you know, combined tackles, just model consistency. Like you said, one of the few bright spots on a Tennessee defense um, with Simmons on the D line there. But yeah, I've been, I've been a big Kevin Byard and he very much reminds me of like a cam chancellor, um, probably a better, yeah. better coverage than cam. Um, yeah. I, I say Cam is better in the run, but uh, Kevin Barr can do it all. They put him in the box. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago they had him playing linebacker. They had him play slot corner. They had him back. It's like super versatile, super consistent. I love watching him play. Wish the Eagles would have been able to make a move for him, but obviously they didn't really have the ammo to do that. Um, because I know that was a rumor for a while. But Kevin Barr number two, and then number one. A guy like you said, Tim, he uh, he just had to prove that he could stay healthy. And he finally did it. And he really just, I feel like, blew everyone else out of the water. I got Derwin James, um, number one. I mean, we talk, I talked about versatility. I mean, almost as equally good in the run as he is in the pass um, as far as coverage goes. One of the better pass rushing uh, safeties in the league, too. Like, they'll, like I said with Bayard, they'll put him anywhere. Same with Derwin James. That man just runs anywhere on the field where they need him. Still fair to be young. He's turning 27. Um, or he's 27. And yeah, I, I think of all the safeties on our list, I mean, Minka's up there too, but I think Derwin James is is definitely up there for like who would be in the you know defensive player of the year voting. Um yeah, not 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 too much more to add. I think at least our top four was was the same, just different orders. But uh, yeah, I think you know what what that, what is weird about Derwin though is for all of the playmaking he's able to do, um, all the running around the field, he only had two interceptions this year. So we'd like to see that you know maybe jump up a little bit. Um, but again, I mean it just depends on again, like we said with a lot of these guys, like who else is on your defense? Like do you have a 
passer team that's locking down a whole side of the field that gives you opportunities to make plays on the ball. But yeah, I mean, again, he puts up. He's he's impactful in all aspects of the game. Him and Mika, I wouldn't be surprised if either of them were in uh, a defense player of the year conversation. You know, Bayard's team sucks too much for him to be even mentioned. So no offense, I'm not taking a shot there, but. Yeah, the, the Titans, I would not be surprised winning like six games this year. Yeah. Um, and I do want to just correct myself. Derwin James didn't play the full year, um, but he's played majority of the last two seasons. And that was the key because, I mean, he almost won rookie of the year when he came into the league because he was he was an all pro. He was a pro bowler. Um, then he missed almost the whole season in 2019. Then missed the whole season again in 2020. And then yeah. 2021 was coming back into things. Still made Pro Bowl. Still still played, you know, he was in comeback of the year running. Um, and then this year, I feel like really cemented himself as I'm yeah, legit. I, the rookie time. year wasn't yeah. a fluke. So exactly, which is what yeah. you need to see. Yeah, I mean 115 tackles. Yeah, just, uh, I don't I don't disagree with you there. He's quite the player. Yeah. So he had four sacks too. For for a season, he does, literally he's all over the place. He does it all. Yeah. But all right, I mean, little little bit of a squabbling there in the uh, beginning, like I expected. But uh, I think generally, the top five is, I mean, besides Buddha and Jesse Bates, we both kind of were opposite planes on those two. But I think yeah, uh, it, it, really it, good. it all came down uh, towards the end. I mean, just. Hafunga, you, you completely missed the mark there. I, I still that's your biggest grievance on the on the whole list. That it, he's so good. If he you, if he's I, in my the top amount of times I hit it here, Jesse Bates two years ago, just made me cringe. Because you're sitting like on a guy Hafunga who had one good year but is gonna be incredible. You just, seen to the future? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is of all my horrible safety takes, this one I feel the most confident about being good. Hey, I mentioned him, so that counts. If Funga makes it into my top five next year, I'll buy you a six pack. How about that? Deal. Oh well, okay. hold on. This seems like a rigged game. <laughs> I'll just have him at six for the rest of eternity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nah, Alrighty. I mean, I'm, I'm honest with my my stuff, you know. But that's the problem. Yeah. All right. Good list. Good chat. And uh, we'll see how everything shakes up. Maybe Sydney Brown will be on this list next year. I'd make you very happy. We'll see. Alrighty. Peace. Peace out. Thank you again for listening to the Post Fades and Cheesesteak Sports Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe on all your major platforms. Follow us on YouTube. Follow the show on Spotify and Apple. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Have a great day. And tune in next week.